0: And welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name's Ian.
1: And I'm Jackson.
0: And damn it, Jackson, I am sick again.
1: I think you're just starting to get sick of me.
0: That is true. I'm allergic through states. That's how bad it is.
1: Because I never hear that you're sick till you talk to me, so I'm starting to believe that that's the case.
0: I think people can hear it in like the Ian Hates Music conversation editions and stuff because it's just like... It's not congestion. I'm just sick. It's the fucking weather. Like, I hate New England so much. Oh, no. It's just the way it is. But guess what, Jackson? Soon, I'm going to be able to be sick of you in person.
1: Hell, yeah. I'm so excited to make you sick.
0: How crazy is that?
1: That's amazing.
0: For anyone that didn't get the hints that we've been putting out on social media, Ian Hates Music was asked to actually go to So What Music Festival, the 10th anniversary in dallas texas
1: oh shit or i'm so pumped
0: grand prairie
1: texas it is grand prairie
0: yeah okay all right either way i'm staying in dallas but then you just go over to the air hog stadium and that's where the show is but yes we will be doing media for so what which is pretty damn cool
1: i'm so excited for it. and it's funny the whole dallas grand prairie thing because whenever the bands come up they're always like hello dallas and grand prairie is like 15 20 minutes away from dallas
0: That's what I noticed when I was looking for hotels and all that kind of stuff. I was like, wait a second. It's still like 30 minutes away from everything else that's going on. Because the other cool thing about So What is not only is that a two-day festival at the Air Hog Stadium, but also on Friday, there are a bunch of different really cool shows that are going on. Is that downtown Dallas?
1: That is in downtown Dallas. It's in a street
0: called Elm Street, and there's
1: a bunch of venues and bars all down that street. And the very famous Sirius Pizza, where they have the best pizza in the world, and a, and a famous tattoo shop right next to it.
0: You're going to have to show me all of this stuff.
1: Oh, no. I, I'm going to really enjoy showing it to you. The tattoo shop is always on, Um, I, I don't remember which ink it is. I don't remember. I think, I'm pretty sure it was LA Inc. The guy who owns the shop, is uh, he tattoos every once in a while with Kat Von D and stuff. It's really oh, cool. Sure.
0: And also, guys, you might hear me cough off in the side. I'm not going to press the cough button the entire time because it gets fucking annoying. <laughs> so you know that, you know. Once again, real life. But that's actually a great idea, man. Maybe I'll see if I can get a tattoo on down there too.
2: <gasps> That'd be oh, really shit. interesting. That'd be cool.
0: Well, look, one of the reasons why we're telling everyone this is because everyone who can should go to So What and meet us there because yep. we're obviously going to be doing not only interviews backstage, but we're also going to be. You know, enjoying the fucking show as well. Plus, I'm probably definitely going to the We Are Triumphant showcase.
1: Sweet, no, and if you're in, I'm in.
0: Because not only does that have friend of the show, ascent like wolves, but it also has misfortune and outlining color.
1: Actually, didn't see that.
0: Yeah, and I think outlining color are doing their entire first EP with their original vocalist. Really? Yeah.
1: The one that they kicked out or?
0: The original. No, no, The original original. Oh, the before. one before
1: him. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say. Shit, already? <laughs> already.
0: <laughs> no. So that'll be fun. So everyone should come out to Dallas. Come out to Grand Prairie. Go to Dallas first for <laughs> Friday. Then go to Grand Prairie <laughs> and see so what. And we'll see how it works. I mean, I'm going to have behind-the-scenes stories, of course, with Jackson about the actual show. Just really in general how these shows work because I'm learning a lot. Like, the way I thought media worked was you go in there and you just grab different bands as they're, you know, hanging out backstage or whatever. That is not the case. I have been learning a lot of this stuff. So we'll see how everything turns out, but at least be good for the show. It'll be good for all of you to hear what we went through because you know we're going to have stories.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited for this. It's going to be a really good time. It's going to be a good weekend.
0: I agree, man. So, okay, on that good note, which we don't normally get to do... (laughs) Let's fucking start the show, man. Let's do it. (laughs) All right, man. It is time for news right now. We're going to start off with possibly a sad story. Not exactly sure, but the band from Ashes to New have lost two members right now. They've lost their unclean vocalist, Chris Musser, and drummer Tim... D'Onofrio. That's what it's got to be. D'Onofrio, right?
1: Yeah, Tim uh, D'Onofrio. that sounds good.
0: Tim D'Onofrio. They have both left the band and now, from Ashes to New, is doing a new vocalist search. So I think they've already got someone who's going to fill in right now on the drums. Matt Madeiro, who used to be in Trivium, he's taking over the drummings for Tim.
1: Very nice. I like Trivium.
0: So they've already got someone who's filling in the drums, but they are looking for an unclean vocalist. So if that's something you want to do... You know, I'm talking to you, Jackson, and that's something you Uh-oh. want to do. You need to put that <laughs> video in <laughs> to get started.
1: Yeah, as great as an unclean vocalist I am, um, no, I, I'm good. I've, uh, I have got a note from the doctor to rest my voice for a couple of years. I was but hope- I definitely, if they're still searching in a bit, then I'll be there.
0: I was hoping the note specifically said, Jackson, you are not allowed to try out from matches New. <laughs> you are yeah, not allowed no, to it, do unclean something, vocals.
1: <laughs> something like that. <laughs>
0: So yeah, that's an announcement for anyone else who wants to try that. But I don't know if it's necessarily that there are hard feelings, but there definitely was a split of the direction possibly of the band. And there was definitely a reason why they left and maybe things will come out more in the future. But I don't think it was all on amicable terms.
1: I completely agree. I mean, from what you read, it, it just sounds like there was one reason, but not into like a toxic sort of reason to where it was like, Man, we're out of here. This is bad.
0: But they really had a big hit with that last album.
1: No, they did. I I really enjoyed it. And it really is a shame to see the unclean vocalist go because that was honestly my highlight of the album. But hey, I mean, (laughs) things happen.
0: No, that's true. For anyone that doesn't know, they also have a guy that does clean raps, I guess is the way you would want to put it, right? Clean raps. (laughs) It's like Danger Kids, right? Yeah. Similar to that kind of thing. And they are writing a new album. So maybe the whole issue was the direction that they were taking the music. Maybe it was too on the rap side compared mm-hmm. to having those uncleans. It's possible.
1: I can see it. I mean, the unclean vocalist leaving, that does signal something. Not the clean vocal no, Not not the clean rapper, didn't
0: leave. <laughs> the clean rapper, I like that. So anyways, <laughs> there you go. So, Ian. So, Jackson.
1: Danny Warsnop has officially put out there. And again, this is allegedly.
0: Yeah, we should say allegedly for all this. Yeah, sense. I'm gonna
1: allege throw the alleged card out there. He says that the old member, I I still can't say his last name, right? Dennis Stoff. We'll go with Stoff.
0: I think you're right. I think it's Stoff.
1: Well, I thought it was like extended. It was like uh, Stoff Sharov. Oh, it probably like that.
0: is, but he probably shortened it for you know fame.
1: Oh gosh, for fame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got the fame now. Anyways, um, Dennis Stoff was actually lip syncing during the first part of joining Ask and Alexandria using uh, Danny's vocals. I, fucked up.
0: I First of all, I thought, you know, Danny is willing to say anything. Like, I was looking at Danny's Twitter recently, mm-hmm. and he's got, like, a post on there. It's like, I don't give a fuck <laughs> what you guys yeah. think. You know, if you're offended or not, I don't care. You know, he's just one of those guys that it would be fun to interview because he would talk about whatever. And yeah. he basically said in that interview that... Dennis was basically keeping his seat warm in Asking Alexandria and that he was lip syncing and him and his lawyers didn't like that very much. And I thought that was really weird because he had to have known that he was going to be replaced in Asking Alexandria. And does he own all of the rights to the lyrics in Asking Alexandria? Because that seems crazy to me.
1: For sure not. The thing that made me like, oh, okay, was when he said... That he was just keeping his seat warm as if when Danny left, he had planned to come back. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, well, that's not what happened. You decided to come back way down the line. But but on both sides, I think it's wrong. You know, I, I don't think he should have put Ask and Alexandria out there because, you know, it kind of makes them as a whole look bad. But at the same time, I mean, there is no room for lip syncing in our scene. In any way, shape, or form.
0: I think that's the thing that I latched on to the most, actually. And we're just covering the whole story, obviously. But Ben Bruce put out, you know, guitarist for Asking Alexandria, put out a bunch of kind of weirdish tweets after it. Like, oh, you know, sometimes I just wish I could quit, you know, but I I can't. I got to keep going, you know, and oh, I don't want all this drama, like stuff like that. Because really, if Dennis was indeed lip syncing during that tour, because I went to see him on tour and I thought it was pretty damn good. If he was lip syncing during that stuff, that reflects completely on the band itself as well, because they had to have known about it. There's no way that Dennis can get away with lip syncing without the entire band knowing, which means the entire band then pretty much stole money from us is the way I look at it.
1: Yeah, 100%. So that's fucked up.
0: Yeah, that's really shitty. And makes me not want to support the band anymore, if that's true. Now, I have no idea if it is, because where's the backup or the proof to let you know that that's actually a thing? I would have liked if Ben had addressed everyone similar to that video he put out as soon as, you know, Dennis left and Danny came back. I wish he would put out a video saying, we absolutely never had Dennis lip sync, like something like that. Now, I know that would probably piss off Danny, but you got to think about your fans here if you were letting a guy lip-sync half of the songs that you were doing on tour it's pretty fucked up
1: yeah and to be honest it's too late now i mean he said it ben knows that danny said it i mean if they haven't corrected it by now it's because well it's probably true you know and i know we're throwing the alleged card out there but this doesn't surprise me in a way the part i found the most fucked up about it was that while they were performing live dennis was actually using danny's pre-recorded vocals while he was lip syncing on the older songs which i found that was the most fucked up part and probably what danny was most upset about it's not just that he was lip syncing but the fact that he was using his vocals
0: well hold on though that might not be true what could have happened was dennis could have gone in the studio and recorded whatever tracks that they were going to do live with his own voice knowing that he either couldn't pull it off live or something else and then he lip synced over himself
1: is possible that's a possibility who knows what's true and and what's you know a lie but i mean that's what danny said and danny could have been you know just talking out of his ass just to make the situation seem even worse
0: maybe he's looking to write a country song on this
1: oh god (laughs) (laughs) look deep into the lyrics of his newest country album i actually heard that he's already working on another one Uh, i read that somewhere
0: but not working on asking alexandria apparently
1: oh i've heard he's working on new asking new we are harlot and the new country album.
0: But he said no, Asking Alexandria is coming out this year. That's what he it's said. But over there. Yeah, remember, I think Matt Good is working on this too. And you know how he loves to keep things secret. So maybe it's just mm-hmm. a way to throw everyone off.
1: It's possible. I mean, it, it just really looks messy from here. From oh, a fan sure. standpoint. Because I'll be honest, I love Asking Alexandria. And every time all this bullshit just draws them, it's like, man, come on. When are we going to get a good, clean year? from Ask in Alexandria.
0: I certainly understand that, man. And look, just to finish this off too, it turns out that Dennis himself is probably working on new music as well because he put out a couple small videos with a little sample of what he's working on. It sounds really poppy to me.
1: It, it really does, It's and it's not surprising either. I have a feeling he's just gonna ditch the whole heavy music scene. And it, I mean, that's not shocking.
0: No, absolutely not. But I didn't know he had like his own studio and shit too.
1: I didn't know he even still existed making music. <laughs> to be honest with you, I mean, we still don't know what it was that um, Ben tweeted about at that one point. What was it? Where he was like, "I will not do something, something until something is earned to me." Oh, you, you don't know, know, know if he about? got
0: money. Dennis was the one who posted that,
1: right? That, and we don't. We still don't know all of that and what happened with the whole situation. I mean, lawyers, man. I thought he just disappeared and he was done. Now over now he's over here making pop music.
0: Yeah, man. I guess we'll see. I mean, we won't necessarily review that album on the show. We'll no. have to see how it turns out first.
1: We'll probably make fun of it or make a soundbite of it or something. But we're not, we're probably not talking about it too much.
0: Wait, Jackson. Are you saying that what? we use sound bites on this show?
1: Ian, mean, I think I was thinking out loud again. My bad.
0: Yeah, I was about to say because that would be absolute. Madness,
1: madness. <laughs> Love that song.
0: (laughs) You don't. Stop lying. I'm just
1: kidding. (laughs) Definitely not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on from that. And we just have a couple quick announcements. One is that the band 100th has completed their fourth album. Now, I don't know when it's out, but it is a follow-up to the 2015 album Free, which I thought was great. It's also a follow-up to that two-song EP that they put out. That was Really fucking good.
1: Yes, that was the Dead Weight EP, I think Mm -hmm. it was called.
0: Absolutely. If they come strong like that, we're going to be in for a damn, damn good album.
1: I agree. I've been really loving the new direction 100th has been taking. And I've always liked 100th. Mm -hmm. But when I heard Free and I heard what they're capable of, like you didn't think a hardcore band like 100th listening to their older stuff that they could even do what they're doing now, and especially what they did with the mini two-song EP you know, dead weight. I mean, they are really, really showing off their talent here, and I love it. I'm super excited for New 100th.
0: I agree. Well, hopefully sometime this year.
1: And we also have new Stray from the Path. Mm-hmm. So that should be interesting. I haven't heard anything from them in a while.
0: I mean, they had Subliminal Criminals that came out, Uh, what was it, 2015?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was 2015, my bad. And I then, thought it was like 2014, 2013.
0: And didn't we cover that like one-off single that they put out when... What was it, when Trump was elected or oh. something? Or the election? Yeah. It was like on election day.
1: Yep, I remember that now.
0: Yeah, that was funny. Well, we'll see. I'm sure they're <laughs> fucking angry.
1: Oh, yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> I don't think this is going to be their album where they're like, democracy is great, <laughs> and this has all worked out for the best.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see like the album cover be like that one uh, neo-Nazi getting punched in the face to their song.
0: I absolutely wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. Maybe they just make a whole music video of just that.
1: That would be funny. <laughs> and I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me either from them.
0: So, yeah, unfortunately, I still don't have a date for that, but hopefully that'll be out this year, too.
1: Oh, well. I'm sure it'll be sometime towards the end of the year.
0: All right, man. So we Uh-oh. are, <laughs> are going to be talking about Suicide Silence. <coughs> so I guess Eddie, and if people don't know, Eddie is the lead vocalist now for Suicide Silence. He did another interview Where I just want to read some of these because I don't think they're out of context. It seems what he would say. I don't know. So here it is. Word for word. Yeah, apparently it was really, really bad record sales, like the worst they've ever had, which isn't surprising because everyone knew in the lead up that things weren't what they wanted. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. This is the record that we were born to make as a band. Everything that has ever led up to this very moment, I was born to create that record. I was born to sound exactly like I sound on that record. I was born to take all the flack. I was born to understand and grow from what happened on this record. So that's number one. Right there seems very defeatist, but also maybe a little, I don't know, I want to say honest because, you know, he is taking flack from it and he needs to grow from it. But I don't understand the I was born to do this, I was born to do that part.
1: It's the word that you said. He's being a defeatist here. And he kind of sounded like this even after releasing the singles and getting all the shit for it. I mean, this is the kind of mindset, the random mindset, by the way, Suicide Silence or Eddie used to not be like this, where it's like, no matter how bad it is, you know, we still did what we wanted and we like it. And, you know, this is good for us. And it's like, why would making a awful album be good for a band? What are you learning from if you put out three great albums right before that? Like, I understand if your first album was shit and then, you know, that's you know, it just got better and better. But I mean, it just doesn't make sense what he's saying. You know, this whole we're learning from this kind of thing, like as if they're a brand new band or something that just popped out of the
0: scene. Well, to be honest, maybe they are just a brand new band. Okay. Maybe that's the best way to look at it. I don't know. Let me read this one, this last part here. There's another part after, but let me read this. So he goes on to say this record was a hundred percent the accumulation of how hiding and making yourself that little fly in the wall as opposed to standing firm and being who you're supposed to be, it can kill you inside. It can make you feel like you're not worth anything. Even if you sell 16,000 records and you end up with the number 13 on the top 200 Billboard list, you can still feel empty inside if you're not following your heart 100%. So to me, since he's saying that this record was something he wanted to do and he was supposed to make it, is he talking about, you can't stop me? As the album that he's disappointed in and wasn't being himself in
1: that's what it sounds like it sounds like what he's done in the past was just not him and not them so like basically they've all been (laughs) making fake music for themselves for years and it's like it's like where is this coming from it's so random this isn't suicide silence like i get the new direction totally fine you fucked up you learn from it okay cool like I understand it. Of course it was an awful move and they should have known it just from the you know the backlash that they got from the even the very first single. But this whole mindset that he has now is really really weird. Yes. And it makes the band look bad as a whole.
0: That's what I would think too. And now look, I will say this. I just, you know, today because we record earlier than we actually put out the show cuz you know you have to go through and put all the music in and everything. I just released an Ian Hates Music Conversation edition which I'll talk about later but one of the main people in it talks about Suicide Silence and his take on the album, which I did enjoy. I enjoyed his take on it, and it kind of it hit on some of the things you said, Jackson. It hit on some of the things I said when we did the review, but then he added another extra thing that I thought was pretty interesting. So you can listen to that. We'll go on from now, and we'll talk about that later. But he also, Eddie, went on to say, and this was the weirdest line I thought anyways. <laughs> If people don't like it, then I succeeded even more because I'm learning from my mistakes. I guess, even though it's not a mistake, it was meant to be the way it is. What the fuck does that mean? Why can't he just say the album was a mistake? Why can't he just say it? He
1: just ran in a full circle. He That's really what I did. read right there. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Just like own up to it and just say, "Look, the music didn't come out the way we wanted. I still want to do clean vocals. It just didn't hit." All the points that I wanted to hit, we learn from it, we back stronger than ever. Make that kind of statement if you want. This statement meant nothing.
1: It it was a throwaway statement. And again, it's and I even said this in the review, my problem with this album has nothing to do with the clean vocals.
0: I don't like some of the clean vocals, as we know.
1: Yeah, but (laughs) that wasn't the main problem, though.
0: Right, it was lyrics, it was the music itself, it was choices in the music, it was all that stuff.
1: Yeah, that, you know, I hope he doesn't have this mindset where it's like, oh, people can't get over a clean vocal. It's like, no, 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 no. That has nothing to do with it. The music was shit. So for him to start off with a statement saying, if I made a mistake, it's good, but I didn't make a mistake. But if I did make a mistake, you know it's not a mistake, right? And it's like, right. wait, whoa, what the
0: fuck was Yeah, calm down. I thought you were supposed to learn from something, but now you're saying yeah. it wasn't a mistake, so you're not going to learn from anything. <laughs> just admit just oh, admit shit. to yourself and everyone else that you're going to try better next time and maybe people will stand with you why double down on bullshit like why would you do that like why do you have to stand by something just say it didn't work and we're going to retool and we're going to do what we want to do and we'll be back with another one some other time
1: yeah i would respect the shit out of it if he just came out and said look guys you know we had a lot of fun recording this album i really enjoyed it you know, it's a shame that maybe not everyone likes it as much as we do, but we are learning from this and, you know, we'll be back. Yeah. Boom. You know, like you don't have to get in this corner and just like put your fists up and try to defend yourself with like these random ass quotes and saying that you're happy with making mistakes. You know, that's that's not how you make music. You don't, of course, people learn from mistakes, but you don't want them to happen in the first place. Yeah. You don't shoot for them. <laughs> yeah, right. You know?
0: Exactly, man. So look. We'll see what they do. I do hope that they regroup and do what they want, and hopefully I'll enjoy it. If I don't enjoy it anymore, I know I have old, old Suicide Silence stuff I can go back to. It's not the biggest yeah. deal. I don't hate the band. What I no. hate is being forced to listen to shitty music. <laughs> and unfortunately, with the show, we are sometimes forced to listen to shitty music. It's just the way it is.
1: It is true. We, we've had a fair share of shitty music.
0: Absolutely. So... All right, we'll leave that one. We'll go on to the next one. Remember that
1: Amir album last week? Still better. (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting.
0: It is. It is.
1: (laughs) So um, apparently, I Prevail has been getting a lot of crap lately. Brian, the clean vocalist from the band, finally had enough. Uh, got on Facebook, posted a very, very long story about how he's really frustrated with people saying that they basically bought their way to the top. Of course, there's been always the talk of that they wouldn't be big if it wasn't for the Taylor Swift cover. And he, I guess he just finally had enough and he just, he just let people have it. And I thought it was kind of brave to go out there and just address all the bullshit, but I don't like it when people say, I love when people talk shit about me. It's like, why would you love that? You know what I mean? Like, if you're okay with it, because, you know, you're tough skin, that's a totally another story. Everyone goes through shit. Mm -hmm. But when you say, I love it when people, you know, shit on my music and stuff, it's like, wait, wouldn't you rather just have a normal, clean career? So he starts off his post saying, I love when people talk shit about I prevail and how we say we paid our way to the top.
0: Well, wait, 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 you know, that was all sarcasm though, right? There's just no sarcasm button for Facebook. He absolutely hates that people shit on him.
1: Of course. I'm like a normal human being. Yeah,
0: well, that's why he made this fucking post. And I think that's what is so crazy is that he let everyone get to him and then he had to do this. And then the band also shared this. They shared that post, too. And it's like, guys, you know, I guess we are talking about them on the show. But we've also talked about I Prevail plenty of times. I've seen them live multiple times. I paid to see them live multiple times.
1: I don't get it where kind of all this came from. I thought I Prevail was a very well-beloved band in our scene, to be honest no, with you. That no, was the they're absolutely that not.
0: Got. Oh, wait, you didn't know that? I thought I've stated that multiple times on the show. The reason why I always bring up their fans, like that's one of the things, if you go back to the episodes I where... I do
1: remember you bringing that up when you went to the show, that their fans were very, you know, it was, it was like, it's, oh, man. It's
0: 14-year-old girls and frat guys. That's their demo, basically. So... <laughs> yeah. For us and for people in the scene, they are looked at and shunned for that. Now, they're extremely popular, but that just means there's lots of 14 year old girls and frat guys in the scene. But as a <laughs> band, they are looked at in a disparaging way by fans, a lot of them, for sure. So I completely. Oh, of course. It, I mean, I think it's a shame for any band to have to go through that. What I think is interesting. You know, because he does bring up that Franz shared his original post.
1: Pointless. (laughs) It's so pointless. You do not need someone else to back you up. If you want to, you know, you say what you want to say, get it off your chest. You don't need someone else's support. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I haven't heard him in a while. He's back. He's back.
0: (laughs) So then he said, like, the number one comment, the number two comment that he got was one They got all their fame from the cover of Taylor Swift, obviously, with Blank Space. And two, that they did a lot of marketing. So the first thing I will say, and he mentions it too, he knows that they got fame from Blank Space. Absolutely. I don't agree with him that that's what kept them going for three years. Because that's definitely what kept them going for three years. Now that they have the album, that's helping them. But when they just had that EP... That was the track that continued to bring more people in. But what I think he should have said as well is, hey, go on YouTube and look at all the different bands that made a Taylor Swift cover. Are they in the same place that we are? Because I questioned that a long time ago. I think that Our Last Night's version of Blank Space is a much better song. It's a much better cover than I Prevail. That's just personal opinion. Our Last Night's a big band, but they did not get huge like I Prevail did from that cover. You see what I mean? Yep. So that's kind of the way I look at it. If he had said that, I think that would have made more sense cuz we talk about it on the show all the time. How many bands get popular from doing a cover? No band has ever been as popular <laughs> as I Prevail. I mean, maybe you can go back to like early 2000s with new metal and the band Orgy got huge from Blue Monday. <laughs> and, you know, Limp Bizkit from Faith But in the scene now, with how many people, it's a diluted system of covers. But that cover stood out for some reason. It connected to the 14 year old girls and the frat guys. They fucking love it. So it's just something that worked for them. Now, on point two, you have to put your money into sponsoring. You just have to. To market yourself, you have to put that money in. No one should be mad. No one should be mad about that. Well, it's the same way anything becomes an issue. I personally hate commercials on TV, right? There are certain commercials, I will not buy their products because I hate the commercials so much. (laughs) When you pay for sponsorship, like iPrevail does on Facebook, especially because it comes up on mine all the time, it does get kind of annoying. Now, it's muted, so it's not coming up all the time. But I can tell you for sure that I don't like their marketing campaign that they do where they have a track and then over it they have banners that say rock isn't dead or share with a friend who needs to rock out or something like that like i don't like that because i never said rock was dead and you're certainly not the <laughs> band bringing rock back so let's no. not pretend you know what i mean like you're a rock and band you're a good band but you're not the band that's saving rock and roll I'm just going to yeah. say that right now. So I don't personally like that marketing campaign, but that doesn't make me dislike the band.
1: Yeah, same here. I, I think it's ridiculous for people to make up such a harsh judgment on them because of you know the way they market their stuff. I mean, you can't blame them for wanting to do that. And going back to the Taylor Swift cover, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, I found them through the Taylor Swift cover. Of course, everyone But did. I didn't stick with them because of the Taylor Swift cover. Right, right. I stuck with them because when I heard that, I said, oh, shit, I've never heard of I Prevail. What else do they have? And then I started listening to the Heart versus Mine EP. I fell in love with the band.
0: Right. I think so, a lot of the younger girls, when they want to go to the show, they play that track for their friends who don't know anything about the scene. And yep. then they go, oh, I'd go see that band live.
1: Yeah, and I honestly don't see any of this as a problem. I really don't get why they're getting so much shit. I can see what it looks like on the outside to where some people... Would get offended by it, but I mean, a cover song got you big, but it, it's not that it got... No, I take that back. The cover song <laughs> didn't get them big. The cover song got them out there.
0: It got them and noticed. And then
1: the their other songs is what got them big, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, you can look at it either way and see it, you know, whichever way you want to, basically. I just think it's interesting that he had to take the time out to say this stuff. Like, why not do an interview about it why not talk at full length about something like this you know what i mean
1: i agree he didn't have to do this i, I and especially since he did it in the complete wrong way too he worded it in a very like whiny kind yes. of way
0: yes unfortunately
1: and it, and it makes them look bad and mm-hmm. i mean don't get me wrong my image of i prevail is not diminished in any sort of way i still love few oh,
0: few jackson i'm so gl- <laughs> Oh
1: man <laughs> Whew. if they lose me i mean they're just done <laughs> but i mean I, I, I didn't see the point of this this post that he did. I, I thought it, to other people, will make them look bad, especially Brian. And that is a shame because I prevailed as a damn good band and they deserve credit for making good music. They are a positive part of the scene, not a negative part.
0: All right. I think those were good final words for that.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> All right.
0: It. Until someone else has a hissy fit, we'll leave that one for now. <laughs> I would also like to take a second. This is a positive story but it's going to sound bad at the beginning so i want to send a special shout out to tyler of take the fall you probably remember he's a friend of the show he did one of the funnest let's just call it funnest episodes of ian hates music because he did it it was him and ashley at that bar so we were constantly just making jokes and shooting the shit the entire time it was a fun interview and he survived a crazy crazy accident he was in a jeep And he was driving up the ramp, I guess, to get onto the highway. And a drunk driver came down the wrong way going around 100 miles per hour and destroyed his car. And he is now recovering, but he is safe. He has a rental car. He's moving around. He said the Jeep actually saved his life, which is awesome. So Ian hates music and everyone wish him a speedy recovery because he is a great guy. And it's just that whole story could have been completely different.
1: Yeah, usually when you hear something like that, it doesn't end with, by the way, he's okay. Right. So very grateful for that. And if you ever get the chance, you should really jam out to some Take the Fall. It's good music.
0: They're actually working on their new EP right now, which I'm very excited about. So when that's out, we will definitely be playing it on the show. Yep. Okay. So I wanted to get that out of the way before going into the story because I think it would have been weird to follow this story. Yeah, by the way, homeboy got hurt. Yeah, exactly. So this just happened today, and obviously we're on a little time delay because we record and then it comes out later. Capture the Crown has put all over their social media RIP CTC. Now, unless this is some type of marketing ploy, it looks like they're done. Apparently, Ty told me because, as everyone probably knows who listens to the show— I do not like Capture the Crown. He told After me, many. yeah, he told me that on their Facebook page, the about section or whatever that normally lists the members of the band, that it just had the lead singer on it for a while. But if you remember, we ripped apart that new track that they put out called like the Lake last year. I thought they were putting out like a new album or doing something like that. Apparently not. So unless this is marketing, which look it worked for us, you know, we're talking about it. <laughs> Capture the Crown is done. So I don't know, go ahead. Ask me the question you want to ask.
1: Are you happy about this, Mr. Ian?
0: No, I am not. And the reason why I'm not and that might shock people possibly. Now I am happy that we don't have to review any more of their music. I am happy about that. that Yeah, well of course. That that's a given. (laughs) But I certainly do not want any band to break up who wants to be doing that. So if they loved what they were doing and I am positive because if you go ahead and look through all the bad comments on their YouTubes and Twitters and Facebooks and all that kind of stuff, you'll find stories of people that their music helped them out of depression or suicide attempts or whatever it happened to be. That's the power of music. So I don't want a band to break up because of the fans. Damn, yeah, man, my That's voice is point just my make. my voice just fades out <laughs> from time to time because of this fucking thing. Anyways. But yeah, for the fans, I don't want a band to break up. And I don't want a band to break up who's getting a living out of it because who wouldn't want to be able to make a living being a musician? Was that not a dream of yours when you were a little kid?
1: Sadly, yes. That's the way now it goes. freaking podcast. <laughs> this is his fallback. <laughs> this is Jackson's fallback. Oh, sorry, they got deep and dark for a second.
0: <laughs> but that's kind of the way I look at it. So as much as I don't like Capture the Crown and as much as I think, you know, live they were dicks, You know, we talk about how they wouldn't play, you call that a knife, you know, they would tease it and then not play it because that was their only track that got them attention. Yep. You know, even past all that stuff, I still think it sucks when a band breaks up. Unless a person is a terrible person, that's the only time where you're like, okay, well I can see if a band breaks up, I don't have to listen to that, I don't have to worry about that anymore. But we just didn't like them. We didn't like their music. So I don't know how they were really as people.
1: I think you made good points. Thanks, um, buddy. I, I'm not going to be the negative Nelly on this one, so I think we could end it on that. Because, <laughs> I mean, you are right. It, it really does suck for if you're a fan of a band, no matter what other people think of it, when your favorite band breaks up, it's like, that's an awful feeling. Right, right. You know? And everyone goes through it. And I know I'm making a sound way worse than it actually is, but, I mean, it does suck when your favorite band breaks up. So I hate it for the fans mainly, right. to be You know. Just touching on your point.
0: Well, I'd like to just mention really quick that this is a show that's not safe for work. Obviously, we've sworn already on the show, and we always do, but that's just a See? warning. Hopefully, you don't have this blaring at your workplace because I was just thinking that maybe what really you know made the lead singer of Capture the Crown finally decide that it was time to hang up the boots, you know, walk away into that deep sunset and say, no more <laughs> Capture the Crown. Maybe he was looking in the mirror and said something like this. Language. Your favorite word. It really is. That's why I actually, Jackson, I'm going <laughs> to let you in on a secret here, because I don't want you to be all shocked. There's a new button. Are you ready for it?
1: Yes. <laughs> Is there a favorite button now?
0: I don't know, man. There's so many good ones here, though. Like.
1: to You gotta be loud, you gotta be Glorious. I like that one.
0: The glorious one? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, we're not going through all those, but I think that's a good way to end <laughs> that segment yeah. and not have to talk about Capture the Crown ever again.
1: <laughs> ever again.
0: Ever again. All right, Jackson, we made it through news with flying colors. I think now it's time to go to our favorite part of the show. Let's do it. Let's get to reviews. Hey, That was the sick version of that.
1: <laughs> so She Must Burn released an album. The album is called Grimoire.
0: No, Grimoire. Is, it no, right. it's not. I know. I just wanted, I to, to say. <laughs> I wanted to call back from when I fucked it up last week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you messed it up. Ian doesn't mess up. Eh. Anyways, it's on Artery Recordings. Ian, what did you think of this album?
0: So I remember saying last week that people should pick it up and listen to it. And I had only heard around four tracks. Mm -hmm. And let's be open about it right away. I did like this, but I think there are some issues. And that's what I want to talk about. So just a background of this. This is a UK band. They actually go by miserable metal. That's what they call themselves is miserable metal as their type of music that they play.
1: I thought it was just screamo.
0: No, this is black metal to deathcore, if anything.
1: I call it. A harder version of Screamo.
0: Really? Okay. That's
1: what I got from it.
0: Oh, that's fine. I mean, look, we all have different ways that we think of that stuff. But one of the things I definitely want to mention was the reason why I like this so much and the reason why I was more excited, the tracks that I had heard were the tracks that had Amy Miller in them, Yes. Yeah, see, and Amy Miller used to be the keyboardist and the clean vocals for this band, so imagine a, you know, what Jackson's saying, a harder screamo, and what I'm saying, a black metalcore slash deathcore band with a clean vocalist who's also a female who has a great voice. Yeah, those the, are my favorite tracks. Yeah, the dichotomy there is great between... Super cool. You know, I actually like the unclean vocals in this, but I think mm-hmm. the balance is there when she's there and she left a while back so she must have done these three tracks before she left and really just so people know the only tracks that have her in them the wicked from the grave and after death i believe those are the only three yep and it's a nine track album but the first but here's the thing too this is what i didn't know either the first track is a 45 second non-musical intro and you know how much that shit pisses me off. I can't stand that. We're going to talk about it with some of the other ones too. I really don't like that. Plus, another track in it is a piano ballad with no vocals. Yep. So it's almost like they have an interlude track and an intro track in a nine-track. Isn't that an EP? Like, how is that? That is an EP. Hundred yeah. percent. How is this a songs full length? It's an EP. Right. It's very strange, but I like what it is. I don't want to take away from it, but I think the problem really is I hate to say that one person makes the band, but this band really needed the balance of a female clean vocal to make it stand out because there's some amazing drumming in this. like There's some really, really great stuff in this, so I'm not saying it's a bad album. It's just you realize what it could have been, and I think that's the thing.
1: Yeah, I agree. It just sounds way more complete when she's in the songs you know what I mean yep and especially on a seven song quote-unquote album Mm -hmm. you know she like she is the highlight you know and and like you said she's not the only good part of it she is just what makes this stand out from other uh screamo death metal whatever kind of bands you know what I'm saying I agree but I mean like the album as itself I mean yes it's seven songs you know we considered an EP Yes, only the female vocalist is only in some parts, but it's actually a pretty, pretty good album. I you do enjoy it. It's fun. It's got a lot of energy. I really like his his harsh vocals. Mm -hmm. They're like really in your face and like quick. Right. But I just love every track when Amy Miller comes in. It's like, oh yes, that's what this song needed every time.
0: I agree. Yeah, they even have a guest vocal spot from Sean from Make Them Suffer as well as on the (laughs) track Gloom, which is good. For sure, but yeah, it's still just missing something, and that's the way I feel. So how about we play a little bit of The Wicked and let people know what we're talking about?
1: Let's do it. can fucking sing dude those pipes when she hits that high note it's like oh yes this is what it needed
0: (laughs) so good it's funny to hear you talk like that but yes it's true
1: (laughs) oh you find humor in that ian
0: i do i do find humor in that thank you but yeah you you can tell the complete dichotomy of that song but it works well and then it disappears for half of it and you're just like fuck you need that back and forth you need that balance and That's the unfortunate part. I hope they find someone as talented or more talented than her and get her in the band. And I am saying it probably should be female because the balance works that way. Because there is, on Victoria, there are clean vocals interspersed in that, but it's a guy doing it. And it just doesn't work as well for this album. It just doesn't.
1: Right. It's not bad. It's just it could be so much better, especially after hearing her.
0: For everyone, that is... She must burn with grimoire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Enough
0: grimoire on artery recordings.
1: Our Hollow, our home, released an album called "Heart Sick, and this is off Hollow Music Records.
0: It's like slash slash Hollow Music. I looked I was that up throw too. It in there, but <laughs> I looked it up just to make sure, but that is true.
1: And this one actually is a full album and has fourteen songs. Ian, what did you think?
0: Well, once again, it's another UK band. They're all over the place, man. <laughs> they're all over the place. Take how it many, over. Yeah. How many bands this year have we done from the UK? It's been almost all of them. Yep. Kind of crazy. Anyways, I don't know, man. I was um, a little bit not on un- it. I mean, maybe it is unimpressed. Maybe that was the way to put it. I don't think they stood out that much to me. Like this is a first full length, I believe as well. So it's once again, they're on the map and I look forward to hearing what they've got for the second one but this one just i don't know i didn't feel a lot of passion in it if that makes any sense
1: it does it it doesn't stick it it sounds like a like a more generic version of new low that was the that was the impression that i got
0: i would say heavier than the new low though
1: no you know yeah heavier okay, right. but it sounds more generic cuz new low you know stands out more but uh, the way they wrote their music kind of it, it kind of oh. just reminded me of the new low you know like their formula And you know, the way the clean vocalist sounds, but as in like the music writing sense, it just, it's like you said, it just doesn't stand out. It's not bad. I actually really did enjoy the unclean vocals. Okay. I I thought they were really, really good. But other than that, I mean, just the way they formulate their songs, they didn't stand out. You know, it was just very generic, you know, scream, sing, scream, sing. And somewhere towards the end, there will be a much harder scream right but, I mean, yeah that, that was it
0: yeah they're melodic metalcore and they kind of pigeonhole themselves in there it seems like i just i wanted something to make them stand out and it just didn't happen i guess yeah. that's the way so why don't we play some wormswood i want to say wormwood but it's wormswood
1: <laughs> wormswood wormswood <laughs> that's like their heaviest track i think
0: yeah let's do it You know what that actually reminded me of, just hearing what? that again? I Prevail. What? Oh, for sure. That whole, the way the lyrics, the way the flow was, the way the melody was, sounds so I Prevail.
1: Yeah. No, the the sound, no, but the way the flow was, yeah. yeah.
0: That's the way I kind of was looking at it. So yeah, it's not like they're bad or anything. It's not like they're untalented. It's just, once again, it's another band that didn't really stand out.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that, that really is all there is to it. It's just... A good band that needs to find that one thing that really just makes them stand out from everybody else. I mean, there's really nothing much to it.
0: And they have a track called Throne to the Wolves, and Throne is spelled T-H-R-O-N-E. Blatant rip off of From First to Last. You don't do that. That's all I'm saying. All right? That's all I'm saying. It's a great <laughs> First to Last much. album. Yeah, If it was an actual cover, I'd be like, fuck yeah. But it's not, so don't They'd do it. They'd be your favorite band. Don't do it, man. <laughs> So once again, that's our hollow, our home with heartsick. And heartsick is spelled H-A-R-T-S-I-C-K, and it's on slash slash hollow music.
1: Yeah, they're they're very particular with their lettering, as you can see.
0: Yeah, they have been. <laughs> All right, next up is a band called Wolf Scream. Their album is Vestiges, and they are on Redfield Digital. So Jackson, what did yes, you sir. think?
1: I hate to sound how we just sounded, but to <laughs> me this was another generic sounding band and I really hate to say it. Um
0: they were heavier.
1: But this one is huh?
0: They were heavier. They're melodic hardcore.
1: Right, yeah, this band is much heavier. They're, you know, they're basically just screaming. It's more of like a just hardcore sort of band.
0: All unclean vocals.
1: And they have very very hard songs at some points like, you know, towards the end they get really rough and i did actually enjoy those parts Mm -hmm. but there's just nothing to really digest throughout the beginning 75 percent of the songs like they throw in that really good ending sometimes but i mean just as a whole there's not much to chew on here and that's the problem that i had with it there's just nothing that stuck out to me again and i and i hate to say that after we just talked about that but i mean that's just how i felt about this album
0: it's gonna happen, man. And yeah, just some background on this one. This is actually a band from Belgium, so that's at least oh. a little different there. Um, yeah, a little bit. They had an intro track that had vocals at least, so that made me feel a little bit better. But I'm still <laughs> a not a bit. yeah, I'm not a huge fan. But once again, I think technically they're a good band. And then yeah. also, I thought the unclean vocals were very good. I'm not even saying they needed something to balance them out. Like I'm not saying they needed clean vocals, but they still needed something to stand out and I don't know what that was.
1: I agree. It really is hard to tell exactly what it was with this band that just doesn't hit you because you you see that there you hear the talent and you really do feel like there's something there but it just doesn't hit you and it might to other people it could just be me and Ian, but it's just I guess it's just not me.
0: Well, what track would you like to try?
1: The only track that I found the most fun and we're going to go with funnest, because you got to say it, so I want to say it. The mm. funnest track to me was Crowns. And by the way, Crowns, the letter N, is in parentheses on the album. Another yes. band that has fun with lettering. They do. That could be the rhythm here. Maybe don't mess with the letters or you sound generic.
0: Oh, new <gasps> new Ian Hates music rule. Oh, shit. <laughs> we're ripping off new rules from Bill Maher. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Crowns. So I think the one thing I'm going to say for all this stuff, actually, is when we talk about things not connecting or, you know, being quote unquote generic, because generic is a bad word. You know what I mean? That doesn't normally mean good. There's never any time you're like, oh, that's generic. And someone's like, oh, that's a really good compliment. It's, it's really not. <laughs> what I would say about this stuff is, and I think this is a good way to look at it, is if I was driving in a car with someone or someone put their Spotify on or something and any of these albums their songs came up, I would not be like, oh, I don't want to listen to this. Same. The thing that differentiates them is I am not going to seek this out to put on a playlist and I'm not going to go, oh, I remember really liking that Wolf Scream album. I'm going to go ahead and look it up again. That's kind of the way I look at it. But all these bands are good enough to say they're all talented and I would look for any new music that they have coming out. It's just I'm not going to say I need to constantly listen to this album.
1: Yeah, same here. I mean, they have to where you should be on the lookout for new music. And I would, you know, I'm not writing them off off of these albums. It's just, it's just this, and and it's not bad. Again, like Ian said, if it came on, I wouldn't tell you, please turn the shit off. It's right. just, you know, you'd enjoy it for the moment. But it's not something that I'm gonna listen to on my own time by choice.
0: Exactly. So we'll leave it at that. Once again, this is Wolf Scream with the album Vestiges on Redfield Digital.
1: Darkest Hour released an album called, and it's a lengthy one, (laughs) Godless Prophets and the Migrant Flora, off of Southern Lord Recordings.
0: Did you know this is their ninth full-length album?
1: I did not know that they were around for that long.
0: Crazy, right?
1: That is insane. And I will say I kind of enjoyed this. Uh, It's not (laughs) a bad album. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to give it too much high praise because there was about three or four songs that I had a lot of fun with. Right. But other than that, you know, like as a whole, you kind of just let the songs go by and they start kind of sounding the same. And I really hated that I felt that. But if I'm driving, I will put on, you know, a darkest hour song and it is a jam and it is fun to listen to, you know, while you're driving or while you're working out or something like that. But to listen to it as a masterpiece, you know, kind of like as a whole album, as you know, a project, in that sort of sense, no, it, it's more of like a single kind of reliable album. I guess you want to say it's like, like you can pick out a single and have fun with it. But if we're talking about the album as a whole, I didn't enjoy it that much. It kind of all mixes in if you just play it song after song, and they start to kind of sound the same. But it is good at the same time. Like there's three or four songs in here I listen to by itself, and it's 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 fun.
0: Yeah, man. I can't take anything away from Darkest Hour. I know there's kind of a split between their older stuff to their newer stuff about being, you know, more melodic back then and then being like more thrash and all that kind of stuff with the fans for sure. But you can never take away from their talent. You can pick out specific yep. parts and all these different tracks that are just damn good just because it's darkest hour. So I agree with you, it's not really the album, at least for me, that I listen to front to back over and over again. Mm -hmm. But there are choice ones that are definitely great. It's just hard for me with Darkest Hour because I love one of their songs so much more than Uh everything else that they do. And I've talked about this on the show. From the album The Human Romance, I love Love as a Weapon. So until I hear another song that puts it over that, I'm still going to default to their older stuff and that's just me. Uh It's just the way it giving them
1: the best of collide treatment? If it's not this or better than this? So you're saying then benchmark it is nothing to me.
0: So you're saying generic benchmark is what you're talking about. Yes, you're okay. giving
1: it the generic benchmark treatment.
0: Sure, but to their own catalog. True. That's all I'm saying. So yeah. So I enjoyed it, but yeah, that's kind of the way I would look at it. Well then, I'll let you pick the track cuz you said you have some many favorites.
1: Yes, my favorite was actually Beneath It Sleeps the ending track. All right, let's do it. Yeah, uh, that's one of the songs that I just put on itself, and it's like, man, that's that's a jam. And I, you know I love my jams.
0: <laughs> you do.
1: <laughs> don't you dare laugh at me.
0: What's that's what I you? do, man. It's part of the show. Whatever. 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 <laughs> I don't need this. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. So once again, that was Darkest Hour with the album Godless Prophets and the Migrant Flora, and they are on Southern Lord Recordings. So up next, we have the band Death Wish, so not the label. The band Death Wish with the album Unleash Hell, and they are on Beer City Records. I think my voice gave out again on that one. But yeah, this band is speed, punk, thrash, metal, hardcore? Question mark.
1: I think you confused thrash with trash.
0: Oh, you're such a jerk.
1: Man, I hated this did album. Did you really? I, I did, did not. not.
0: Like it. I did not. I just, this was fun to me. Like this album was fun. Like I don't know how you can listen to this without banging your head. <laughs> yeah, against the wall. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> I don't know. There
1: was nothing that this album gave. It's like it's just thrash shit. Like it's been done before. It's just
0: all this shit's been done before.
1: Well yeah, but I mean this just sounded bad at the same time too. Like I just like first song I and I listened to the whole damn thing. Of course. First song, I was like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I really didn't enjoy one second of this. And I, I really hate to say that about a band, but I just, it was poop.
0: I didn't hate this. It's just not something I will go back to over and over again.
1: That's a nice way of saying you hate it.
0: No, that's not, because we were just talking about that for the <laughs> other. You son of a bitch. Trying to take advantage while I'm sick. How dare you? Well, look, I'm going to pick the track because I like this one. This is Rock and Roll is One Hell of a Drug. Oh, gosh. Shut up. <laughs> Come on, man. You wouldn't go to a sleazy bar in Texas, (laughs) fucking watch them play behind a fence, you know, like in roadhouse, and just fucking rock out? No, Uh, neither would you. I absolutely would.
1: He's just yelling. That's yell core. That's what that's called.
0: Oh, please.
1: He's just yelling. That's not even screaming. He's just like, he's just escalating his voice as he's talking.
0: You're escalating your unintelligence.
1: Oh, shit. Oh,
0: shit. Okay, man, look, that's fine. It's not for everyone, but we like to make sure that if people do like them, then they can go check them out. So the band's name is Death Wish. The album is Unleash Hell. And the record label is Beer City Records. All right. For the next one, Jackson didn't listen to it. so oh,
1: thank you. You're just doing that because of what I said <laughs> yeah, about the last time. That's <laughs> right.
0: It's absolutely right. So this band is Stories Through Storms, and they have their brand new EP, what keeps me up at night and the record label is witch trial so first off this is definitely metalcore it's a seven track ep but the first track is just a very weird intro with an old man <laughs> so i'm gonna play a little bit of that just so you can understand why i'm gonna say later that this album is all over the place so here it is
2: it you too. one day This rage, which drives you, you think if you kill them all, it will go away? It won't.
0: Yeah, we're not listening to the whole thing, but just so you know, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's how this album started, so I was like, what the fuck? But it goes into a track called Rage, so I understand what they were doing, and it actually had Spencer guest vocals from Ice Nine Kills. And what I find interesting was that wasn't even my favorite track on the album.
1: That's a first for you. And it's funny that the way like you're hyping this EP up to be, it sounds better than the shit that I did listen to.
0: I think you would definitely like this, for sure. Damn it,
1: man. The only one I don't listen to is actually a good one.
0: Yeah, no, no. I really do think it was good. The only part was, it was really hard to grasp the tone that they were going for with this because they added a lot of stuff. So not only was that first one obviously weird, but then also this track model nine is good. And then about three minutes in, it just stops. It's done. And you're like, okay, well, why is there still a minute and a half? And there's just silence for a while. And then it comes up like they're in the studio and they're just laughing that they can't get anything right. And then it goes silent again. And that was a minute and a half. So it's like, why did they leave that in there? Or why didn't they at least trim that down for something? Like have the laughing yeah. and then have the track in, whatever you want. It was just very strange. And then right before a track called The Abuser, which is absolutely a depressing track about someone in either an abusive relationship or whatnot. The one before that is this weird party anthem. I don't know. It's very strange. <laughs> it's really strange. But
1: You're like down-hyping the EP now.
0: No, I'm just trying to be What's honest about it. Look, I really love the track <laughs> Snake Bite and that's the one we're gonna try and there's blacks in it we're gonna and everything. Try it. Like I love it. Blah. Love that. <laughs> you know how you know how I love that shit. We still need to make a name for it, by the way. Let's go ahead, this way you can listen to a little bit of Jackson and then you can Please. see. So I think you can tell why I like that. There was like four different types of vocals in that little part that we played. Plus tempo changes that turned into like that chorus is old timey screamo. Yeah. So and then the blah with the breakdown. I don't know. It's an interesting EP and it makes me interested in the band with how weird they get on it. So I think it's definitely worth a listen for sure. And it's one of my favorites of this week.
1: It's actually my favorite now. Oh. <laughs> just that like 30 seconds, I was like, I enjoyed that 30 seconds more than I did the total album time of everything else I listened to.
0: Well, Jackson's a party pooper, so...
1: What? I just said I liked it.
0: No, just in general. Oh, oh yeah. thank you yeah, yeah. so much. So
1: You have me at such a high pedestal. Thank you.
0: I kick it out from under you.
1: Thank you, again.
0: So make sure you guys check this out. It's Stories Through Storms, What Keeps Me Up At Night EP, And they're on the record label Witch Trial.
1: Last album on the list, Mr. Ian Hates, Mm -hmm. is a band called Fathom Farewell. And they released a Decomposition EP, and this is self-released.
0: Yeah, I believe it's self-released. They are a local band from Mass, and I've talked about them two or three times on the show. And they've always done a very good job live. So I want to talk about the EP that just came out. So Jackson, what do you think first off?
1: Before you showed me the story through Storms, well, actually, even with you showing me that, this was my favorite release out of all of them. Uh, this was a lot more to chew on. I There was just so much um, different things going on mm-hmm. throughout the whole EP. I mean, there was more things going on through this five-song EP than there was in most of the other full albums. I, I actually really did enjoy this one. I really do like uh, the unclean vocals, and I love the clean vocals. The clean vocals really stood out mm-hmm. because... I haven't really heard a voice like that before in our scene. You know what I mean? Like he had a very unique voice that I really, really enjoyed. And they, they didn't seem like a forced kind of clean vocals. Right. You know, everything was really nice and neat. You know what I mean? And just just well placed. And I really did enjoy it.
0: Yeah, man. Like I said, they're good live. And when I see them do it live, the lead singer is normally doing the uncleans and the cleans, I believe. And maybe a little bit back up. With, yeah, with one of the other guitarists or something. But he has this voice that reminds me of that old Screamo post-hardcore, like a band on The Last Day or something like that, but with a like power metal flair to it. Yeah. Like I could see him going off and doing power metal or fantasy metal if he wanted to. He wouldn't do any unclean vocals, but he'd do that soaring, you know... <laughs> you'll hear it when we when we play a track
1: no i i agree i like i know what you're saying because you know i've heard it
0: for a local band who hasn't you know really broken out i think this is a very well-produced ep as well Mm -hmm. and i like that they have the opportunity to get out there with it it's good to have new music obviously so what track would you recommend probably take this world yeah i would agree with you too I think it's definitely worth people taking a listen to. Yeah, same here. I I
1: really do think everyone should hear this. Really good stuff.
0: So check it out, A Fathom Farewell, or just Fathom Farewell now. If you look it up certain ways, you get Fathom Farewell or A Fathom Farewell. It's the Decomposition EP. You can check their social media because I know they're selling it. So that way you can help a local band. You know, Even if it's not local to you, it's still a band that needs your help and needs your support. So I like this a lot. I think you'll like it as well. I agree. All right, man. That brings an end to album reviews. So I'll just read through what we might possibly be doing for next week. So we've got Fit for an Autopsy, Stole Us, Diamonds to Dust, Mirrors, Righteous Vendetta, Soft Spoken, The March Ahead with Weight. That's Johnny Frank's other band from Bill Murray. So that's Johnny Frank Productions. We also have Misery Loves Company. Love Notes and Highways from Revival Recordings. And then also Edge of Paradise also put out their EP, Alive, which I was unaware of until it was too late to do a review for it. So we'll do that. But then lastly, The Bunny the Bear, The Way We Rust on Needful Things Records comes out on March 17th with all the rest of the album. So we'll see what we get to and we'll go from there.
1: Very excited.
0: All right, guys. Now it's time to go on to Concert Reviews
2: you think we're going to kiss your ass? It's a good, a good review in your magazine. But well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous pose want to be right a candy-ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass,
1: David! Shove it up your ass! So we that,
0: Einstein! Alright, man. Did you go to anything this week? No, sir. Alright, so I'll just take this pretty quick, actually. So I went to see... Knock Loose and Every Time I Die at a small venue, which was pretty damn cool. So I'm not even going to talk about the opening bands because they were not the style that (laughs) that I really want to talk about right now. Right. But Knock Loose was very good. It was a sold-out crowd, and they got everyone moving. His voice is much higher live for some reason. Yeah, it really felt higher to me, and there wasn't as much barking as I was hoping for. Oh man! <laughs> he did it a couple I, I times. Just
1: imagine, like the whole crowd and like all the music stopping and everyone just barking at the same
0: time. <laughs> but holy shit, man! They put on a really good show. Very energetic. Knows how to get the crowd going. They work very well and they look really young, like super young. But every time I die, I've been doing it for such a long time too. So maybe by comparison, maybe that's it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. But they did a very good job. Then every time I die came on, and holy shit, man! They just know what they're doing. Like they just they know how to control a crowd. Basically, they came out and said, This stage and this microphone are yours. So the whole entire time people were on stage taking the mic every once in a while and singing and jumping back out. At the end of the show, they tried to fit as many people as possible on the stage as well. I don't know, man. They do it so well. They span like their entire catalog and they're just great live men.
1: That is sick to hear from a band, especially a big band that doesn't give a shit, you know, what their image is to other you know, people or anything like just have fun with the fans. Like it really is really nice to hear that kind of stuff coming from a big band. You know what I mean? Because not everybody's like that.
0: No, absolutely. And I think we have to check the schedule and go over everything of our plan for so what. But we should definitely be trying to see them live again.
1: I've never seen them live.
0: Then I would recommend <laughs> that we try no, no, and see I, them live, if possible I anyways. want to. Yeah. So for sure, if you have a chance, you should be going to see them live. They just put on a great fucking show.
1: I don't doubt it.
0: All right. So I do have two concerts to mention that are upcoming. One is this coming Saturday, I have Beartooth, Under Oath, Bring Me the Horizon. And then next Wednesday, I have the Enter Shikari Tenth anniversary of Take to the Skies, along with being as an ocean, Damn. A- and that's just this week. Next week, I think I have four concerts or something. So plus, <laughs> plus going to <laughs> to So What as well. Wow! I So What wasn't even on the calendar originally until we got invited to go. Yeah,
1: no, I I only plan on going one or two days to So What, but I mean, super. Pr- we're so privileged to be able to go to that. That that is. Super cool, and other shows I'm possibly going to—I I keep my fingers crossed—I get to go to the Chelsea Grand Ice Nine Kills tour.
0: Okay, nice.
1: And then the Enter Shikari being as an ocean. Yeah, tour. Yeah, there you go. I really, really want to see Enter Shikari live for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And being as an ocean is just one of my all-time favorite bands. So that lineup right there, and it's in a really small venue mm-hmm. in Elm Street, which you will see Friday, by the way. Yep. So really looking forward to that.
0: Sounds good, man. All right, yeah, and once again, you know, everyone's out on tour, so check it out. (laughs) I did want to mention that the new Low is going out on tour, obviously Friends of the Show, so if you get a chance, I think they're coming to Dallas, so you should probably go. Yes, sir. But that's happening later, and then also, Warp Tour bands get announced on March 22nd, so we'll be talking about that. so excited. For sure. So, there you go. That's enough for tours right now. We skipped around. Jackson, it's time for new songs. Let's do it.
1: So the Word live came out with Luke Collins last song that he worked on, and it is called Misery. Ian, let the fans know what this song is like.
0: I will play a little bit of it. Basically goes on like that until the very end where there's a smidge of unclean vocals. Smidge. Here's the thing. I don't have a problem with them doing what they want. We've said this a million times about bands. We can just go listen to someone else. I don't necessarily understand the need to do this what they're doing because they are going so far away from the style they had before. They're becoming radio rock. They're becoming an alternative rock band, which is fine. Yep. If that's what they're trying to do, totally cool. The thing that I noticed, though, is I started looking at some of the comments. And I think it's very weird to see people defending a band by saying that they, quote-unquote, matured or, quote-unquote, maturing or they're, quote-unquote, growing up.
1: That's crap.
0: Yeah, that's the, this case. that's the thing. Screaming and uncleans in music does not mean that that band is immature or doesn't know what they're doing, or they're going to outgrow that as they get older. That's not the way anyone in the scene should be looking at the scene. That's a bad way to look at it. So you're trying to make yourself feel better by saying something like that, by putting down the fans, and then also putting down the style of music that you used to enjoy. So it doesn't really make any sense to me to use it that way. You can say, sure, they changed their sound, but don't say they're maturing because there is nothing immature about what they were before. You can say lyrically that someone matures because of what they're talking about. You can certainly say that. You can say that they matured based on the technicality of the guitar work that they're doing or the drum, you know, stuff like that. But because they take away unclean vocals does not mean that a band's maturing.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. There, you can't stand up and say that that's the case when you have bands like you know, every time I die and stuff like that. You're gonna tell me that every time I die is in a mature group of men, right? You know, that's that's bullshit. Yeah, darkest I mean? hour
0: is immature. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah,
1: it's it's you know, it's, it's crap. It has nothing to do with it. Actually, on the contrary, I think it's actually more immature. The lyrics that they do now, it, it's sure. very uh, sad, boy, depressing stuff now when they used to be very uplifting, the word alive was. Uh, They used to bring a shit ton of high energy. Telly's vocals are magnificent, one of the best in the scene, in my opinion, still. But he used to exercise that. And he even did it in the Dark Matter album. A little bit. You know, with songs like um, Trapped and I can't remember the other ones, but he has a great, great, great set of pipes. He knows how to sing. But when he does this with these very depressing, sad lyrics. The Also, the members of the band don't get to show off their talents with this kind of music. It really is making The Word Alive just look bad. And yes, it's okay to like this. I didn't have a problem with this track. It's just not better than what they used to do. And again, like Ian said, that's okay if this is what they want to do now. But I used to love The Word Alive's music. And I even enjoyed the Dark Matter album. But it's just with overdose and this, and then, you know, certain half of the dark matter album. It's like, I would enjoy this if it wasn't the only thing, you know, if they release a new album, I'm scared that it's going to be just like this. You know what I mean? If this is a certain break in the album, awesome. I love it. But the fact that this is the new direction completely is what I don't like. Cause I don't think that's utilizing their talents doing this. And which is also probably a big reason why Luke left.
0: They're going more towards a Cold World vibe. Yeah. And that, to me, is very immature. So, I don't Uh-oh. know. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll see. We will see what they do. But, yeah, it's not like it's a terrible track. It's just, I don't know. It's just not what I wanted.
1: Yeah, they're they're really good. And, you know, they, they really have potential to make some badass music like they used to do. And I hate to sound like that typical guy. like, man, you know, sound like how you used to. It's not like that. But I'm just saying, like, they've made much better music, which means I know they can make even better, not this.
0: Agreed. Coffin, coffin, coffin. Let's go on to Westfield Massacre with Only the Dead. Oh, yeah.
1: and you're going to hate me.
0: Oh, you didn't like it.
1: I really, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't think you were going to like it. What?
0: It's good. Why would I not like it?
1: <laughs> to me, it sounds like a mixture of Five Finger Death Punch and Hatebreed.
0: No, see, to me, I hear some Killswitch Engage with a metalcore band.
1: I hear a lot of Hatebreed in the hardcore vocals. and in, in, the, in the unclean vocals, I hear Hatebreed.
0: Really? 100%. Well, I like, well, first of all, I don't dislike Hatebreed. I don't like Five Finger Death Punch. I don't think that's anywhere close to Five Finger Death Punch.
1: The unclean, uh, no, sorry, the clean vocals reminded me of Five really? Finger Death. Really?
0: I don't know the way they it's structured like that flow the song. That they did. Oh, uh, the way they structured the song, I didn't think so. But this is also a band with a political message, so they're not they're not singing about shit though too. So. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we all know <laughs> Five finger death, shit, finger death Punch is shit. Five
1: Finger Death Punch. It's always funny. It's shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's really easy, isn't it?
0: To say that, yeah, they're shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like this band. I don't know. I'm going to look forward to seeing other stuff that they have. Nah. I got you, man. I'll leave
1: it with a nah. I, I don't know. It just, it just wasn't that good to me.
0: We're going on a long time again, and my voice is giving out, so we're going to keep on going. Here's yes, another sir. band you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> so this is Body Count with The Ski Mask Way. And their new album, Bloodlust, comes out on March 31st through Century Media Records. Wow. My voice is really giving out. We gotta get through this shit. All right, here you go. Let's do it. All right, so I like, (laughs) I like body count. I do, but this song's ridiculous. You gotta get
1: paid, Ian.
0: It's literally just talking about robbing people. That's the whole fucking song. The whole song (laughs) is about robbing people, and then at one point they kind of bring the thing down, and you know, there's just chugs in the background, I think, or whatever. And Ice T is going, you know, hey, get against, get against the wall, and kneel down and stuff i'm thinking oh they're setting up a wall of death in a song like that's interesting i don't think i've known anyone to do that on a song and then i realized oh no wait a second he's just doing a skit where he's robbing a bank and this is now part of the song
1: look man you got to get paid that's the ski mask way or you got to get paid the ski mask yeah way. Like, like i mean
0: dude he looks like food to you i don't know man jackson we're not getting paid for the show so i got to get my money the ski mask way just We're the way have it is. To do it
1: the ski mask way. Yeah,
0: that's why I'm coming down to Dallas. I get some money yeah. at the ski mask way.
1: <laughs> please bring your a uh, uh, backup ski mask, please, just in case.
0: Jeez, man, come on! You should be providing me with a backup ski mask. Why am I, I just bringing run everything? through them
1: so quickly now, man? I gotta get paid.
0: Ski mask way, baby.
1: <laughs> Let's go on to some better music. Demon Hunter released a song called "Half As Dead," and I really really enjoyed this song it's gonna be on their new album i which comes out march 31st on solid state records ian spin that shit the ski mask way will you
0: no one cares what you think thank you ian That's how a band can be heavy with clean vocals.
1: Yep, and they do it really good. I really enjoyed that song. Super catchy, awesome lyrics. I enjoy the video as well. Good song.
0: Yeah, I like that they did the whole bury me three feet deep because I'm not as dead as they are. So instead of saying six feet deep, there was actually a difference other than cliche bands that do the same thing over and over again. So I enjoyed the message that they were doing by using a cliche statement.
1: Yeah, no, same here. I I really did just love the shit out of this song, and I'm really excited for that new album.
0: All right, man. Next one up, we got "Fit for an Autopsy" with Black Mammoth, and we mentioned the Great Collapse is coming out on March 17th on E1 slash Good Fight Music. So let's take a listen. Fire, fire, fire.
1: Now, this is a damn good song. It is a damn really good song. I really enjoyed this.
0: And it's about the Dakota pipeline controversy as well.
1: Yep. And uh, the music video, by the way, I watched it. I recommend everyone see it. You know, they uh, they put a lot of stats on on what's going on in North Dakota, I believe. Yes. You know, and everything that's going on up there. And it shows a lot of footage that I've actually never seen of what's going on over there. And man, it is... It's, it's pretty rough. Uh, I really do recommend everyone go check this video out with the great song as well. Like, seriously.
0: Yeah, you can learn a little bit more about how terrible oil spills are, if you don't understand. Yeah. And then also the plight to the native people in that area as well. So it is interesting. I just question sometimes, like, what do you do with the song later on? Like, hopefully this gets situated, but does it still have the same meaning? Later on, if this issue gets fixed. Like, I'm still waiting. Where's the songs about Flint? The people of Flint still don't have clean water.
1: Well, it could be on the album.
0: How are people not talking about that still? It's fucked up. We'll
1: find out next week.
0: We will indeed. Maybe every track is about a shitty situation (laughs) that just needs to be fixed.
1: How about this, Ian? The songs that are left on the nine-song album are Hydra, Terraform, When the Bulbs Burn Out, Too Late, Empty Spill, and spiral. Which one of those do you think would be Flint? Hydra. That's what I said too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then the other one's about electricity. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. Sorry, now I'm laughing. It's probably about global warming or something is in there too, I'm sure.
1: Oh yeah, Terraform. Yep, there you go. Terra means Earth. I you know, so you know that's gotta be something about climate.
0: It's gonna be fucking great. I'm liking this. No, oh, yeah, me too. Well we'll probably definitely talk about that next week, so
1: Oh, for sure. I'm really excited about this album. I really have enjoyed all the singles.
0: Mm -hmm. Last track. Next up, we've got Charlatan with China off the new album, Remarkable, coming out on April 7th through Revival Recordings. Let us take a listen. That was like their first "quote unquote" normal song, maybe.
1: Yeah, say. and you say uh, "normal song" very carefully.
0: But it's still unique and it's still different, and it shows me that they have a range, which is interesting. And I've already looked forward to the album, but putting out a track like that makes me look even more forward to the album.
1: Yeah, same here. Um, I did like the track, not as much as their other tracks, because I feel oh, like oh, shut when up, Jackson.
0: How dare you, Ian?
1: You listen and you listen good.
0: Whoa, hell!
1: Yeah, I went there. You did. His vocals to me shines when he does. You know the the you know not songs like this. I really enjoyed this song, but I just man, I I just want to hear a shit ton of their silly you know fun songs that they have really been releasing off of this album that I really enjoy.
0: Well, I'm sure you will. Don't worry about it. Oh,
1: thank you so much, Ian. Yeah, I didn't know.
0: It's all right. I don't think the rest of the albums like that. They probably have like two songs on it that's like that let the band do what they want let the band do what they want (laughs) no
1: yeah i mean uh yeah they can do whatever they want and it's a good song i just i just feel like his voice doesn't shine as much and it's not it's still a catchy song i just prefer you know they're more um fun songs i guess like that's where i feel like they shine
0: i understand i don't know i thought they did well with this one too plus check out the music video because it's both humorous and depressing at the same time
1: a good combo ain't
0: it that's what the show is i think it is all right man i think it's time for breakdown from the past all right jackson it is time for breakdown from the past what do you got for us this week
1: my breakdown from the past is a band called dear whoever This is a band that only got to release one album, and it is called Sound the Trumpet. Very good album. It's more of like a, how do you say it, like the old style 2005 metalcore scene. Sure. It's like that kind of music, and that's what I really enjoy about it. It just makes you feel all nostalgic and good inside. So I suggest you play the song Tears of Ashes for everyone to hear, and they can enjoy this with me.
0: I gotcha. Yes, I do remember that style.
1: Well, thank you. It, it is a good style, ain't it?
0: That's what Ty would call whiny vocals.
1: Oh, no. We're not doing that.
0: <laughs> you know he's going to text us once he hears it.
1: Yep. You shouldn't have said it. You, you like That's like his bat signal. Whiny vocals. His like ears prop up, and he's like, what?
0: Now, that's a good choice, man. And what's actually kind of funny is the band that I chose is on the related artists on Spotify, and a lot of the bands that I've done as my breakdown from the past are on this as well cool so the band that i was gonna do is a band called a thorn for every heart and now they have a few releases but the one i'm going to focus on is their release from 2004 it's called things aren't so beautiful now and i'm going to play a track called 99 with an anchor
1: please do mr ian
0: thank you sir So, yeah. Good pick. Thank you. And I picked it because it does come with a small story. This was on repeat, high school, whatever the fuck, something like that. And we were at a party with my girlfriend at the time. And on the way back from the party, the car broke down. So we had to get a ride from the parents back to her place. And I had to pretend at that time that we were not dating because she thought that that would be a very awkward story to have to tell the parents that we were alone at a party together the night before. Yeah. So what actually ended up happening was we still continued to date for a while. So the next time that their family had like a barbecue, I was invited and then we had to tell that awkward story. They were like, were you dating back then? I was like, yeah, yeah, we were. (laughs) But all parents love me. So there was no problem. Oh, yeah, no, it was stop fine. That. It was fine. Not a problem. But that was during like the whole ride. We just had this album on repeat. So I would say check out A Thorn for Every Heart. It's at post-hardcore Screamo from the early 2000s. That just works so damn well.
1: Yes, it does. Everything before 2007 was just amazing.
0: <laughs> it's pretty funny. And my <laughs> voice is almost gone. So how about we end this bitch? Oh, please. All right, buddy. Thanks for being on the show. And do me a favor and make this quick.
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening. I love everyone. Spread love, peace, happiness, and joy every single day of your lives. Tomorrow when you wake up, be super, super happy and tell somebody you love them. Boom. Go.
0: Loved it. Couple of announcements. One is... The first Ian Hayes Music Conversation Edition that is out is Matt Tybor of The Bunny the Bear. Their brand new album, The Way We Rust, comes out on Friday. By the time you're listening to this, if you're listening on time, that is. I really like that conversation because I am a huge fan of The Bunny the Bear. It was really cool to hear all the the behind-the-scenes stuff. So it's just very cool for me, and I think cool for the audience as well. So listen to that one, always free. Then also just released the other day is another brand new ian hates music conversation edition this time it's with sean adams and ben leonetti of the band lakeshore and we have been talking about lakeshore for a while now and let's just say i'm not the one who brings up a mirror in this conversation oh no it was very very cool to be able to talk to them about lakeshore because I am a big fan. I've only heard three tracks. The EP is not coming out this month. So I've only heard three tracks, and I really like them. I mean, we talked about it. We have everyone's honest reaction on the show. Yep. So I know I like this band already. So it's very cool to talk about this stuff. And then to hear the the behind-the-scenes stuff, because, as you know, I don't do clickbait. So my whole point of this conversation was not like other publications where it's like, Oh, so you heard what Frankie said, right? Like, what do you think about that? I absolutely do none of that because I don't care. I state to Ben, I don't like Amir. I like you guys, and that's why you're on the show. If this was a Amir, yeah. it wouldn't be happening. You know what I mean? Like, I would talk to Josh, and I would talk to Frankie, but I would be open about my dislike for Amir. We, <laughs> we already know that.
1: He would hear it through your voice, trust me. Oh, for sure. You wouldn't have sure. to express it.
0: For sure, and actually, once again... I'm going to be in the same area as Frankie because Amir is playing so what?
1: (laughs) I keep thinking about that. And Attila.
0: Yeah, and Attila too. I think people will very much enjoy the conversation. Amir does come up, obviously. It actually comes up very organically, but that Mm -hmm. is not the point. If you're looking for, you know, let's talk shit about this, it's not going to happen. There are some cool things, though, that he does talk about with Amir, and he's very open, as you probably have heard in other interviews back when you know he was trashing Frankie and stuff like that. He is very open. But I did ask him, what do you think about the new Suicide Silence album? And what do you think about the new Amur album? So there is definitely talk about that stuff. But it was really great talking to Sean because I really, really like Sean's voice. And I think he's going to be great in that band. So it's awesome to hear both of them just talk about how the band was created and what they plan on doing with it. So check that one out as well. Once again, always free. So do me a favor. You see all this awesome content, awesome entertainment that we're putting out there. Take a second. Go to iTunes. Rate us five stars. Leave a review. It really does help us out. You can support Ian Hates Music by following all the links in the description of this episode. All those likes, all those things that you're doing... When we have big bands on the show, they come on because they want a good interview, which I give. But there are lots of bands that see, oh, no, we only have so many people that like our Facebook page. And they're like, oh, they must not be reaching a lot of people. This is the way to show that we are reaching a lot of people. So please do that for us if you can. If you like the show, it really would help us out a lot. So all right, man. I think those are all the announcements for me. So do you have any final words for everyone? No, sir. All right. Well, I will leave you. The way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks everyone.